0: Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your, unfortunately, Monday Night Raw post show for May 22nd, 2023. I am your host, JD from New York. Yes! I am the most talented man in the entire IWC, man. I could drive my car sleeping. I can drive my car in the middle of a nap. That's what Monday Night Raw does to you, bro. Falling asleep at the wheel.
1: <clears throat>
0: I don't. I don't know, man. I. You know, we could uh, we could uh, joke around and we can have fun and we can make fun of the show and come on here and just. Rant and rave like we did on the Raw After Mania. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? It's probably not worth it. Not worth losing my voice over. It's not worth raising my blood pressure. It's not worth getting upset over. They don't give a shit. None of them give a shit. The wrestlers don't give a shit. Triple H doesn't give a shit. Nick Khan doesn't give a shit. Bruce Prichard doesn't give a shit. Vince McMahon certainly doesn't give a shit. Why should we? Why should we care? This show was absolutely fucking garbage. Garbage. I don't give a shit where they're flying to on Saturday night. I don't. I don't care how long the plane ride is. I don't care how much money they're making. I don't care what obligations they have. I don't care what's going on over there. I don't care. I don't care. What I care about is not wasting three hours of my fucking life on a Monday night. Watching this pro wrestling company... Put on a show when I know they have the ability to give us so much more. We just got done with a fucking WWE draft that lasted more than six hours. And the first fucking thing we see on the show is Paul Heyman. He's a SmackDown superstar, he's a SmackDown talent. He's a part of the bloodline, which is on SmackDown. Yet we see Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw as if the brand split and the draft was a fucking figment of my imagination. He didn't have any visitors pass tonight. They want to poke fun and show it live on camera. Oh Paul Heyman's got a visitor's pass. That's why he could get away with being on Monday night last week. There was no fucking visitors pass tonight. He's just there. No rhyme, no reason, no explanation. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've seen people tweeting out very vaguely, you know, uh, all uh, all the soy boy fucking cucks in the community. Tweeting out, oh, the script got blown up three times. I'll have more information. I don't need a report or, or, or a tweet to know. I don't. It's easy to figure out what's a Vince show and what's a Triple H show. It's easy to figure that out. On this show, nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. None of the matches mattered. None of the storylines matter. I don't even know if there's a storyline worth anything coming out of this show. The only thing that matters is what's happening on SmackDown. With Sami and KO and Roman and Solo. Nothing else matters on this show. The world title and Roman. And that is it. The world title meaning Seth and AJ. That is it. That is it. I'm sorry. I don't need Sap to tell me that the script was rewritten three fucking times. I don't. All I needed to hear was Becky Lynch doing woof, 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 like she's a fucking dog. All I needed to see was Becky Lynch coming out wearing fucking Absolutely ridiculous glasses. His glasses were two hands like this legitimately with the fucking eyes peeking out barely, barely like this. I thought we were done having Becky Lynch fucking dress like. I don't know. Carrot top. I thought we were done with Becky Lynch going through Carrot Top's box of props. This show sucks. On what fucking planet do you think Triple H would approve of a script where Becky Lynch is doing woof, 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 woof! Never, never, come continue to subtweet me that my community is cancer and it's not Vince McMahon, it's all Triple H. Give me a fucking break. Are you fucking serious? This is what happens when WWE has a show in Saudi Arabia and they are basically doing paint by the numbers, barely any effort to get by because they know they have the fucking money already deposited in the Stanford bank account. What a disgrace. A disgrace. Nothing mattered. Balor wrestled Nakamura for what? Absolutely nothing. No reason. Chad Gable and Otis wrestled the Viking Raiders. One week we got Maxine Dupree not wanting Otis to do the fucking worm or the caterpillar, whatever the fuck he calls it. And this week, it's almost as if she's now both their new manager. But weeks ago, we got Maxine Dupree calling Chad Gable ugly and short. What happened? I'm sorry. Why didn't anybody explain this to me? Is she their new valet? Is Chad Gable now a part of the Maximum Male Models? Or is Maxine Dupree not in the Maximum Male Models anymore? I'd love to know. I'd love to know. We got no build at all. This goes to show you where he sits in the fucking totem pole. No build at all for Ali and Gunther. Not even a fucking mention of it from Gunther or Ali. Ali tried to cut a promo and typical Vince McMahon, he sends Brock Lesnar to interrupt the fucking segment as he's on his way to the ring in Gorilla and he tells Ali to go get a life. No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll continue to say that's Triple H and his writing. Rhea Ripley and Natalia, absolutely a snooze fest. We got no Bianca and Asuka on this show. I, actually, they're on SmackDown. I don't even know who the fuck is on what show anymore. I'm still thinking Bianca is on Raw because she's carrying the Raw women's title. What else happened on this show? Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and a mystery partner, as it was billed earlier in the week, ended up being Matt Riddle against Imperium. Another formulaic, fundamental, ho-hum, same old shit, same shit as fucking every other week, six-man tag in the main event. And then we got Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. That's the big angle going into Monday Night Raw tonight. Cody and Brock under the same roof, pal. And we get Brock Lesnar beating him up. Brock Lesnar beating him up. Brock Lesnar beating him up. up. And then Cody comes out with one arm and he still valiantly wants to fight the beast. So supposedly he's got a broken arm because Brock Lesnar put him in a Kimura lock after beating the living shit out of him, basically almost murdering him on the show tonight. Cody still wants to fight. They send Triple H out at the end of the show to his locker room to hype him up, tell him, listen, I'm going to need you to step back. We can't allow you to wrestle like that. Cody, dumb enough to sit there and tell Triple H, Hey, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. I'm fighting Brock. I still got two legs, but I got one arm. That's good enough. That's good enough. You got to be fucking kidding me with this childish garbage. Cody Rhodes and the way they are booking him is becoming increasingly nauseating by the week. By the week. I still don't understand how or what formula they are following. I don't. This reminds me of 2019 Seth Rollins. Remember that? Seth Rollins coming out like a dumb baby face wanting to get beat up every fucking week by Brock Lesnar shows up. You think this valiant babyface garbage is gonna. Get Cody to be looked at in a different way? Nobody respected Seth. Nobody. Everybody looked at him like a fucking retard. And here we are. Same thing happening with Cody Rhodes. Same thing. What's going to happen, Vince? What's going to happen, Bruce? Huh? What's going to happen? Let me fucking, let me look at my imaginary crystal ball as we go to Saudi Arabia on Saturday afternoon. Cody's going to do what? He's going to do what with one arm? He's going to beat Brock, who's 100% with one arm? Or are you going to drag this shit out, past money in the bank, wait till SummerSlam to blow it off, and fucking waste another five weeks of our fucking life? More than that. Eight weeks. Yeah, but Triple H is in charge. Triple H is the one in charge. He's booking everything. I don't know how anybody could sit there and look me directly in the fucking face and tell me with a straight face that Triple H is booking this show. There's no fucking way. There's no way. This is all Vince Every single fucking thing on this show that you watched tonight was Vince McMahon's doing. Every single thing. This show has taken such a drastic downturn. I don't even know how to explain it to you anymore. I don't. Go watch a Raw from fucking August and tell me if it's the same fucking show. It is not. It is not. You'll see an inkling of something Triple H on this show. Bronson Reed, Ricochet, something along those lines. But 98% of this show is all Vince McMahon. All Vince. Everything on this show was a waste of time. Nothing mattered. There are matches happening on this show. There's no repercussions. There's winners and losers, and it doesn't matter going into the next week. There's no rhyme or reason for why anything happens on this show. The fucking biggest women's storyline in the entire company is Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which is absolutely a steaming pile of fucking human feces. This shit sucks. Garbage. That's the biggest storyline in the entire company. Company, And I got to sit there and listen to Trish struggle through a fucking promo as if she's a day one rookie on the job. So bad at being a heel that WWE is forced to pipe in fake crowd noise every time she's out there because nobody believes Trish Stratus as a heel. Becky Lynch is out there barking like a fucking dog. Woof, woof, woof. I'd love for somebody to pull up the fucking videotape from the last fucking 10 years that Triple H ran NXT. I want to see, I want to see if you guys can find somewhere in the library of footage Triple H and his team on black and gold writing anybody to fucking say the word woof, woof. This show is an absolute fucking embarrassment. And it's not even going to get better. That's the sad fucking thing. They're already hyping up Money in the Bank ladder match qualifying matches next week. I don't give a fuck. I don't. You're going to fuck that up too. Everything about this show is a complete waste of time. Everything. Everything. Still no still no explanation. No explanation as to why Brock Lesnar, we are now removed from WrestleMania. What is it? Seven weeks now. Seven fucking weeks removed from WrestleMania. And still, not one inkling of an explanation. Nothing as to why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes and continues to beat him within an inch of his life every single week. I don't get it. Yet you want me to care about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. How can I care when I don't have a fucking explanation in front of me on why what I'm watching is happening? Now, yeah, but Brock Lesnar could do what he wants, says the fucking basement-dwelling geek online. They don't need an explanation, says the virgin who lives in his mother's basement. Great. You got people fucking creating their own narrative on why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. That's when you know shit's gone south. No explanation. Nothing. Paul Heyman's on Raw. He's on SmackDown. What happened to the draft? What happened? What happened? Keeping the draft down the middle. SmackDown on SmackDown. Raw on Raw. Yeah, we got Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw with no explanation. Oh, but Sammy said Kevin Owens are on He's got to build the show up. I'm sorry, that can't wait till Friday night? I don't know what else they got to fucking tell you in regards to the tag team title match happening on Saturday. What did he do that he needed to be there? He could have cut this promo on Friday. They could have did a vignette, a backstage segment on Friday with this, this promo that he cut on Monday Night Raw tonight. Now, but let's... Make the draft completely irrelevant and put Paul Heyman on Raw with no explanation. No explanation from Brock, no explanation from Paul Heyman. Everything else is still in limbo. No, no answers to why Rhea Ripley still has the SmackDown women's title. No, no plan whatsoever on what they're doing with both of these titles, the SmackDown and Raw, on separate shows. Nothing in regards to any explanation on the women's tag team championships. They're still ready to crown new champions next week. Meanwhile, you got NXT women's tag team champions carrying around titles as if they somehow mean something. This entire fucking company has been turned upside down because of Vince McMahon and nobody is batting a fucking eyelash. Not one. Now, everything's all right, though. It'll get better. This is just the Saudi show. I mean, I got to sit here and I got to watch this shit with eyes wide open when all I want to do is take a fucking nap. The coffee that I consumed tonight did nothing Absolutely terrible. And of all places, they're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania once. I went to Trogues, one of my favorite breweries in all of North America. Great time. The only reason I'd go back to Hershey, Pennsylvania is for that and that alone. I've been to the Hershey Amusement Park. I had a great time. Fun. But my God, Hershey, Pennsylvania, as far as a crowd for a wrestling show, Holy fucking shit, it's almost as if they had M&M's on the mind every single every single hour that went by. Oh, what, what am I going to have, M&M's? Reese's Pieces? Am I going to have Hershey's Kiss? Am I going to have Swedish Fish? Am I going to have Baby Ruth? I mean, holy shit, it's almost as if the crowd melted in the Hershey factory. What an awful 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 crowd. Nothing. Nothing. They popped for nothing. Dead. Dead. Don't know what you want me to say in regards to this shit. I really don't. It is it is downright embarrassing. It is down right embarrassing that this fucking company with the roster that they have the talent that they have and the draft that we just had to sit through a few weeks back this is the product that we're getting this smackdown's not that much better smackdown is utterly boring as well this past week smackdown legitimately nothing happened i fell asleep legitimately fell asleep. I went to House of Glory, had a great time, did my job on commentary, came home expecting some decent smackdown. I fell asleep within one hour. Had to go back and rewatch the shit that I missed because I was out cold.
2: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. But the night and
0: day difference between this show and SmackDown, I said it once, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to repeat myself for the fucking thousandth time. Triple H, I don't know what the fuck they got this guy doing, but it certainly feels like he's more in charge of SmackDown than he is Monday Night Raw. I don't know why or what is going on. I don't. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Vince may think he's booking things at a higher level and he's not in the weeds anymore, but this entire operation is a 50 50 split. The brand split, never mind the fucking brand split, the creative split is 50% Vince and 50% Triple H. Vince is running Raw and Triple H pri- prim- primarily. Some weeks is running SmackDown. It's just the way it is. I don't know how you don't see it. I don't know how you don't see it. They should be fucking embarrassed. Absolutely zero effort. No, but blame Saudi. But blame Saudi. Blame the fact that WWE had two pay-per-views in the month of May. Now, blame that. I'm sorry, that happened on May 5th. You can't tell any engaging stories? First of all, it was never Triple H's idea to fucking name this show Night of Champions and put a fucking gimmick pay-per-view, by the way, which he fucking killed in his administration. You want me to sit there and think that Night of Champions is a Triple H idea? Should they? This is the same guy that killed gimmick pay-per-views. Meanwhile, what you're getting on Saturday night is a gimmick pay-per-view, which in turn is handcuffing WWE to book all championship matches. And then by that, because you need all championships on the line, you're going to get shit that doesn't matter, and you're going to get shit that comes off like Natalia and Rhea Ripley, Gunther and Ali. No, but I'm supposed to sit here and just bow down and bend over because WWE's got Night of Champions. Shit is awful. Night of Trash is what I'm going to call it. We're going to try and break this thing down. We're going to try and make sense of whatever the fuck is going on here. I don't know how much more I could spew as far as my hatred for this show tonight. But this show sucked. From top to bottom, this was one of the worst Monday Night Raws of the entire year. Was it as bad as Raw after Mania? Not even close. But this is definitely second worst Raw of the entire year. They should be fucking embarrassed of themselves. Every single one of these people that had anything to do with this fucking show should be fucking ashamed We deserve better. Us as fans deserve better. How can you sit there and take this shit with the rich story that we were getting going into WrestleMania and this is the end result? Everything, legitimately, everything has cooled the fuck off. It's almost as if creative ran into a brick wall and the fucking car exploded. Nothing feels the same. Roman doesn't feel the same. Cody doesn't feel the same. Sammy and KO doesn't feel the same. None of these shows feel the same. None of them. Not one single thing feels the same. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try and get into this. It's going to be a Red Skies night. You're going to hear Red Skies a couple more times tonight. Follow me on social media at J.D. 206 That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We are going to be rocking and rolling this week with the content. All your news, all your rumors right here on OTS. This weekend, we got Night of Trash on Saturday, and then Sunday, Double or Nothing. So two pay-per-views this weekend. I will be covering both. I'll be live on Wednesday. I'll be live on Friday for Dynamite and SmackDown. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 569 likes on the live stream right now. We need 1,000. If I have to be here and cover this shit and talk about what I just watched for three hours, for another two hours, we need a 1,000 minimum tonight. No questions asked. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Thank you for the great support on Sunday's video. Talking about Bright Wyatt potentially being gone from WWE. AEW apparently denied a Steel is returning. And a backup plan for AEW Collision just in case CM Punk does not make the show. All that on Sunday's episode. Go check that out. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. You guys know the deal with that. Sound off. Let me know what you thought of Monday Night Raw. Super Chats and memberships. They are open. Become a VIP right here on OTS. Great perks. Go get your Legend of JD from NY t shirts. There are not many left, man. We only got small and mediums left. You guys sold out of the XL, XXL, and XXXL sizes. Unbelievable. Only small and medium remain. Go check that out and get yours today. Link is in the comments section. Pinned. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code script 20 at checkout. We'll talk about my great friends over at Manscaped a little bit later on in the show. Start with the top of Monday Night Raw. Paul Heyman. He stood middle of the ring. First of all, before Paul Heyman, we got Cody Rhodes arriving backstage, and Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes and threw him over a catering table. He threw him into a bunch of production crates. He threw him into a steel garage door, and then threw beer. He threw him into beer kegs. They sounded empty. But I guess Brock Lesnar wasn't pleased with the choice of beer in Hershey, Pennsylvania tonight. Cody's leaning against the garage door, and Brock Lesnar takes one of these beer kegs and crushes his left arm. So that's the story of the show. Brock Lesnar is now injuring Cody Rhodes, and his left arm is completely destroyed and mangled. Great. I thought it was a decent beatdown for the 30 seconds that it was. Brock Lesnar is very believable, and I thought it was great. Legitimately, the only positive I have to say about this show was that. Then we see Paul Heyman, who's a SmackDown talent, by the way. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. He introduced himself and then said, For the record, I had nothing to do with that, which is kind of interesting. Is that going to be an explanation somewhere down the line? Did Paul Heyman call in a favor to Brock Lesnar because of their friendship and allegiance to one another? Otherwise, I don't know why that was said. For the record, I had nothing to do with that. Is Paul Heyman lying in front of everybody on national television? Keep an eye on that. Heyman plugged Night of Champions and said, what happened to Cody is just a taste of what he's in for on Saturday afternoon. He said he stopped by the hellhole known as Hershey, Pennsylvania to enlighten the fans on one single fact. So no explanation as to why SmackDown talent is on Raw. Great. He said Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will lose the WWE Tag Team titles back to the bloodline. Ladies and gentlemen... And things that live in Pennsylvania, welcome to Monday Night Raw. So that's what you trotted Paul Heyman out here to say. That couldn't be said on SmackDown. This segment couldn't be done on Friday night. We needed to really just egg on the people who are paying eagle-eyed attention to the lack of attention for the WWE draft and the brand split you're just throwing this right in people's face, right? Everybody loves Paul Heyman. Nobody will care. I care. I care. And I don't let anything like this fly. Owens and Sami Zayn come out. Owens marched out and yelled, where are you going, Paul? Sami Zayn then joins. And we see clips of SmackDown with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar beating the Usos on SmackDown. SmackDown. So, Sammy wondered where Paul Heyman went. Where did Paul E go? I never seen somebody run so fast. He says they're moving into the biggest title defense they could have ever on Saturday night. He said this event is really personal to him. Owens said there is something he'd like to say. He said Reigns dedicated his presumed win on Saturday to the wild Samoans. Owen says he's going to dedicate their win over Reigns and Solo Sokoa on Saturday to the true pillars of the bloodline, the Usos. Sami Zayn says they have business to take care of tonight against Imperium. Imperium's music played. They walked out, surrounded the ring. All of a sudden, Matt Riddle runs like a fucking bat out of hell into the ring. Imperium retreated. Then they charged back into the ring. They cleared the ring, did the baby faces of Imperium, but it took all three of them to dump Gunther over the top rope. And that was the way the open of the show tonight went down. Literally nothing. Legitimately nothing. Heyman said nothing. Sami Zayn and KO said nothing. Matt Riddle did nothing. Matt Riddle was not even supposed to be the partner of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It was supposed to be a mystery partner. Mystery partner. I don't know what the mystery would have been. He might have been the mystery partner, but at the end, it wouldn't have been much of a mystery. So maybe they dumped the mystery gimmick and said, you know what? It's going to be a riddle anyway. Just let's advertise him and just get it over with because having him be the mystery partner would be fucking disappointing. Could have been anybody, though could have been anybody. I've seen some people rumoring that it was going to be Drew McIntyre. Why would you debut or, or return Drew McIntyre in this? Why? Drew McIntyre is probably going to come back, hopefully turn heel, and challenge Seth Rollins for the world's heavyweight title. That's the best use of Drew McIntyre. In this, with the bloodline? Nah. Much better use of Drew McIntyre is for the world championship. But nothing happened here. Legitimately nothing. When I don't have anything to say at the beginning of Monday Night Raw with its opening segment, you know it's complete garbage. Byron Saxton. He was backstage outside Cody Rhodes' locker room. He said, it's not clear at this time whether Cody can compete at Night of Champions. Oh, he'll be there, Saxton. He'll be there with one arm. Because Vince thinks that's the adversity that these fans have wanted. That's good shit, pal. Adam Pierce walks out. He says Cody is still being evaluated. instead said, said there's a rumor Cody's arm is broken, quote unquote. Pierce didn't want to address that specifically and walked away. Ricochet. He went one on one with Bronson Reed. The reason why this match happened is because these two were part of the final three in the Battle Royal to determine the number one contender for Gunther and the Intercontinental title at Clash of Garbage. More of this on the show, please. This match should mean something. This win for Bronson Reed should mean something. This loss for Ricochet should mean something. These two guys are going to be right in the thick of things for the Intercontinental Championship. Bronson Reed and Ricochet, more of this, please, because that is exactly what I want to see on Monday Night Raw. Youth, fresh talent. And it also highlights that Gunther does have a nice core group of opponents for the Intercontinental title. I thought this match was fun for what it was. Most of it was a fucking commercial break. But I thought whatever we got was fun in eight minutes. Ricochet got some early offense. Reed ran over him with a big body block. And then he followed with a big massive elbow. And then he does the shoulder tackle off the apron. While while Ricochet was on the outside, he did that big shoulder running tackle off the apron. And Ricochet sells the shit out of it. After a commercial break, Ricochet tried to fight back. He kneed his way out of a delayed vertical suplex by Bronson Reed. He ran right into some offense of Reed, right into a Samoan drop. Reed goes for cover. He goes for a two count. Ricochet came back with some kicks. He was working on the legs, trying to cut the big man down. Hits a lion salt. Reed was barely phased by the lion salt. Reed tried for another tackle off the apron, but Ricochet caught him with a jumping knee strike right to the face. Ricochet then tried a springboard move. Reed tripped him up. Hit a power slam. He climbs the top rope. Big tsunami crushes Ricochet. One, two, three. And Bronson Reed wins clean over Rick O'Shea. I don't know what they have to do with Bronson Reed. I don't know what they need to do as far as vignettes and getting him over and building some sort of character or personality around him. I don't know. He comes out, it's fucking crickets. He comes out, it's nothing but dead silence. The crowd woke up at the end of the match, the last minute or so, because the tsunami is a very impressive move. It's fucking devastating. It is very difficult for fans to not pop for that, man, because Bronson Reed is 350 pounds and he's jumping off the top rope and he's crushing every bone in your body. With that move. It is a very impressive move to look at. But outside that, Bronson Reed is never going to survive on a Vince creative team. A Vince written creative, raw. He's never going to be able to survive if he's got seven minutes of fucking crickets and then one minute for people popping for his finish. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And this is becoming more and more and more of a problem. It happened with the ladies. It happened with Candice LeRae. And it happened with Zoe Stark. J.D. McDonough was supposed to debut tonight. in A singles match. He got written off the show. Goes to show you who wrote the show. J.D. McDonough had something going on with uh, Dolph Ziggler last week. Brock Lesnar. Dolph Ziggler last week. He walked out of the building with Finn Balor looking over the parking lot as J.D. McDonough walked away. You think we got any continuation from that big angle? Of course not. Now, but Triple H wrote the show, right? Triple H wrote the show, right, geeks? Yeah, I'm sure he did. This is becoming more and more and more of a problem. NXT talent is suffering. Bronson Reed is just the latest in that line of characters and wrestlers coming up from NXT suffering. You'll notice it. Kathy Kelly. She interviewed Apollo Cruz. He mentioned that he hopes Cody is okay because that looked rough. Nobody asked about Cody. Why is Apollo Crews talking about Cody Rhodes? You will never be Cody Rhodes. You will never be in the league of Cody Rhodes. You will never be given the Cody Rhodes priority. The fuck are you talking about Cody Rhodes? He says he was excited to be back. Sure you are. Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley interrupted. Dominic complained that this was Rhea's time. Kathy Kelly said Rhea was scheduled after Cruz. Cruz says he's everything Dom is not. Whatever, man, said Dominic. Cruz left. Rhea Ripley addressed Natalia. She said Natalia has had a legendary career, but at night of garbage, she's going to make an example of her and end her legendary career. Cruz then comes back and he interrupts Dominic Dom says, you don't interrupt, mommy. Cruz asked what he's going to do about it. Rhea says he'll show Cruz who runs Raw. Cruz said, I can't wait to see him try. I'm guessing Apollo Cruz was better off staying on NXT. You mean to tell me that they called Apollo Cruz up for this? I don't understand what they did here. You know, I know a lot of people don't watch NXT. I I know. NXT sucks. It is complete garbage on Tuesday night. It is one of the worst watches in all of pro wrestling. It's like it's written for fucking three-year-olds. But Apollo Crews had this obviously awful gimmick, but a gimmick nonetheless. He goes down to NXT. He has this superhero-like gimmick where he's got this Spidey sense and he's writing in his journal. He's like a comic book character come to life on NXT. And then he gets brought up to Monday Night Raw and it's right back to jobber Apollo Cruz. So what did we bring him down to NXT for to rework himself why did we bring him down to NXT to come up with a new gimmick and give him some sort of character and some sort of personality only for them to call him back up and go right back to what killed him in the first place? Smiley Apollo Cruz. Am I wrong? Cuz I'd love for somebody to tell me when I am telling lies here. What is? Who is? Apollo Cruz. I don't know. Next week you'll see him speaking in his fucking accent that he had with uh, Commander Aziz, his Nigerian accent. He'll have the fucking wand and the staff, and he'll have the fucking getup, and he'll have a new bodyguard. Oh, that's what I remember him as, pal. This shit sucks. Don't know why you called him up. Is Apollo Cruz needed on Monday Night Raw? Is he going to somehow compete for the Intercontinental title? Give me a break. This guy is a waste of fucking roster space. And it's not even his fault. We got another sit-down interview segment with Seth Rollins and Corey Graves. This is part three of the sit-down segment. Rollins said this is his chance With the new World Heavyweight title (laughs) second place. He wants to do the world title the right way. Graves asked what Seth thinks about Roman's reign. Seth took off his sunglasses. He looked all serious, took a deep breath and said, I love Roman Reigns, but I don't like Roman Reigns. He said the person he has become and the champion he has become, he doesn't respect. I just think he's been poisoned by his own ego. Now, I'm listening to that and I'm agreeing because that's exactly what you're seeing in the bloodline. That is exactly what you're seeing play out in the story of the deterioration of the bloodline. Roman is being poisoned by his own ego and now it's bleeding onto his cousins, and they will end it before Roman ends it. He said Reigns is being selfish by taking title opportunities away from everyone else. Graves asks what Raw looks like if he wins the world title. Seth says it can be the land of opportunity and the catalyst for change and push the industry forward. He said he'll be around, and he wants challenges, And he wants people to come for him. No, but I thought people were reporting this week that Rollins was going to be a busy man and going to Hollywood. I thought he was going to be on the Captain America movie set that AJ Styles was going to win the world title from Seth Rollins. Two weeks. Rollins wasn't in person last week. Rollins wasn't here this week, but he'll be in Saudi Arabia and Rollins will be winning the world title. Wrestling fans are so dumb that they don't realize that Rollins and the role that he was cast for was a very small role, one that he could film and record in two weeks. That's why they gave him the time off. No, but according to the dirt sheets, Rollins is going to be missing a significant portion of the year to film a minor role in Captain America. And he's not winning the world championship. Yes, he is. Graves asked about Styles. Seth says they have crossed paths before. We've seen a vintage clip air from 2006 from NWA. No limits. Styles says he beat Seth, but he was impressed and thought he'd be a superstar someday. I was right, AJ said. Seth says he's feeling invincible lately. They said more to come later with Seth's answer on why this championship match is special to him. This is, this is decent stuff. It's nothing that's going to save the show, but this was decent stuff. Last week was decent stuff as well. I like this type of thing. They're doing a lot to hype up Seth Rollins and not really enough to hype up AJ Styles but when AJ Styles is quoted today by multiple outlets saying that, well, when Roman's holding two other world championships and we create this third world championship, it's very difficult for people to not look at it as a second place prize or a consolation prize. AJ is not winning the world championship. He's not. So I think anybody who wants AJ to win or thinks that AJ has a chance, he does have zero chance to win. Saxton he approached Finn Balor backstage. Priest gave Saxton a hard time for approaching Balor so close to his match. Like this guys, he's got to get ready for his match. What the fuck are you doing? What do you want? Balor said he wanted Saxton to congratulate them on their win last week when they beat the tag team champions. Ballas said Nakamura cost Priest an opportunity at the World Heavyweight title and then rubbed salt in the wound by disrespecting him. He said he'll make Nakamura pay tonight. Great. The match means nothing. The match means nothing. We got a nice vignette. This should have aired, I don't know, two weeks ago? This should have aired when she got called up? From NXT, the night of the draft, or at least the following week. A vignette aired on Zoe Stark, showing her on a motorcycle as she talked about being clear, calculated, and vicious. You're not going to like me, but she vowed to tear apart and expose the weakness of all of your favorite wrestlers on Monday Night Raw. The time of heroes is over, over. The Zoe Stark era begins. Zoe Stark went one-on-one with Candice LeRae. They gave Zoe Stark, who needs in-ring time to get over, who needs time in front of the camera to get over in front of the main roster casual audience, they gave Zoe Stark and Candice LeRae three minutes. No, but please continue to tell me that Triple H is booking Monday Night Raw when both of his girls, both Candice and Zoe, are getting three minutes. If this was Triple H, they probably would have been given 13 minutes. Because that's exactly what we need. How else are we going to get these women over? Candice LeRae came out to the sound of silence. Zoe Stark came out to the sound of Silence. Zero reaction. Hershey was sitting on their fucking M&M wrappers and Hershey candy bars. That's all they were doing on this night during this match. They couldn't give a single fucking shit about what was going on here. Nikki Cross was outside. She was at ringside cheering on LeRae. LaRay was making a comeback. She landed a big dive onto Zoe at ringside. Nikki then went over and hugged Laray, which left her open for attack because she had taken her eyes off of Zoe. Stark then threw Laray into the ring where she finished her with her uh, modified GTS, which she calls the Z360 for the 1 2 3. I don't know how you look at this and not worry. You know what I look at when I see this? I see Vince and Bruce not giving a shit about women's wrestling. I see WWE calling up women and bringing back women that they have absolutely zero desire to use. You want to know why the women's division is failing? It's because women like Zoe Stark and Candace LeRae are getting three fucking minutes on TV, yet I got to sit here and listen to Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus absolutely take a fucking steaming dump for 10 minutes for a worthless contract signing that did nothing to enhance their match on Saturday afternoon. Everybody in this company should be looking at this segment and looking at the Becky Lynch segment and wondering what the fuck is going on. I got to sit here and think that WWE, I got to sit here and think and hear and listen to people regurgitate bullshit that WWE appreciates women's wrestling. Yet they don't have a single fucking clue on how to get anybody over. They don't have any fucking desire to get any of these women over. Over. If you are not Becky, if you are not Trish, if you're not Rhea, if you're not Bianca, if you're not Charlotte, then you don't fucking matter. That is the fact of the matter. Please tell me when I am speaking lies, you cannot. You cannot. Everybody else is insignificant. This is a problem. Zoe got a fucking vignette before she went out to go wrestle Candice LeRae. Where was this vignette three weeks ago? It is May twenty third now. Why didn't this vignette air the following week after the draft? Why haven't more vignettes aired on telling people who Zoe Stark is, giving her a glimpse into her personality, giving her a, a, giving fans a glimpse into what she's about? Zero. We got it in the 11th hour, right before she had her match with Candice LeRae. Like, that's going to do anything to get people invested in Zoe Stark. I don't know how you guys feel about these NXT call-ups. J.D. McDonough was supposed to be on the show tonight. He got written off the show. He's not even the only one that I'm concerned about. Zoe Stark, Candice LeRae, and everybody else that got called up from NXT. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes, and all these other guys that got uh, fucking Casey Cotton and Caden Carter and Isla Dawn and Alba Fire and all these women that got called up. All these men and women that got called up. Every pretty deadly, zero reaction. Zero reaction. Pretty Deadly got zero reaction on Friday night. Grayson Waller got barely any reaction for the Grayson Waller effect on Friday night. Cameron Grimes got zero reaction. We haven't even seen Casey Cotton Zaro and Caden Carter yet, and they got called up from NXT. They pulled an NXT Women's Championship match from them to call them up, and they haven't been used yet. Candice LeRae, no reaction. Zoe Stark, no reaction. This is the fucking problem. This is the product. This is the fault of Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard. Because what they have done when Triple H was running black and gold till they blew up black and gold and gave us the fucking dog shit garbage that was 2.0 to the NXT that you see now that is still dog shit garbage. This is the product of WWE for years and years and years neglecting the NXT brand, its performers, its men and women, and NXT as a whole. This is the product of Vince and Bruce neglecting everything and willing to kill what Triple H created to bring it to the main roster, and then it gets no reaction. They want me to fucking care about someone like Zoe Stark, yet you've done nothing but bury NXT For years, then you want me to care about their call-up, and then when they show up on Monday Night Raw, they get zero fucking reaction. Who am I supposed to blame for that? What am I supposed to think when I see Zoe Stark get zero reaction and a Grayson Waller and a Cameron Grimes and a Pretty Deadly get Zero reaction. It's because you've made a mockery of NXT and you basically told everybody with your actions that NXT doesn't mean shit. So why would the fans give a shit about who's on there when they get called up? People people were watching NXT when it was black and gold. It was doing Millions of views on the WWE network. It was consistently the number one rated show on all of the WWE network by a fucking country mile. When NXT was moved to the USA network and when they blew up NXT for 2.0, how many of those people legitimately gave a shit about anybody that was on that show? Most of them stopped watching. Most of them stopped watching. They turned over a new leaf and have ushered in a new fan, a Gen Z fan, some fucking casual bullshit that doesn't know anything. I could take a dump in the middle of the ring and they'd be fucking chanting fight forever on Tuesday night. Zoe Stark and Candice LeRae deserve better than what they got here. And you know what? The sad thing is, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Bobby D in the chat. Pretty deadly? He says they're pretty dead. It's exactly what they're going to be. Drop the L-Y. All of these NXT talents are going to be a flop. And then when the budget cuts come and people are not over and Vince deems them expendable, then they will be the first to be fired. Mark my words. No, but Triple H is running the show. Triple H is running the show. Zoe Stark is the fucking prized woman in that division. Triple H and Shawn Michaels fucking raved about her for years. She gets called up to the main roster and wrestles Candice LeRae, who may be one of the best female professional wrestlers in all of wrestling, and they go three minutes? Three minutes. What do you accomplish by wrestling for three fucking minutes? What? Vince gets off. Ha, ha, ha. I don't like these women. They're not over. They're plain and boring. Get them out. Completely fucking irrelevant. Byron Saxton. He interviewed Mustafa Ali about facing Gunther on Saturday afternoon. Is Gunther going to lose? No. Ali says he's been dreaming about this since he was a child. He says his career has been failure after failure and nobody believes he can beat Gunther. Lesnar walked out. He walked right past Ali in this interview segment and then he yelled at Ali... Go get a life, kid. That was basically Vince speaking to Ali through Brock Lesnar. Now, normally I'd say I'm excited for this match, but I swear to God, man, if this match goes more than five minutes, I'd be shocked. Because I'm anticipating Gunther and Ali to go about two minutes, maybe less than that, and Gunther has a very quick evening in Saudi Arabia. Lesnar walked out, he walks past Ali, he walks out with no music, then his music kicked in a few seconds later, he didn't really need the music to walk out to, but they figured let's put the music on, he entered the ring, he says, so Hershey, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, Brock, how about a fucking explanation for starters? Lesnar says he'd boo Cody, too. He said Cody wouldn't be out there tonight, nor will he be able to wrestle Saturday. Then he issues an open challenge to anyone in the back to fight him at Night of Champions because Cody's not going to make Night of Champions. All you got to do is step out here and step up to Brock Lesnar, pal. Cody walked out. He's got no shirt on. He's got slacks and dress shoes on. No shirt. His arm is in a sling. And his arm is being held up by a strap and a fucking ice pack. He walks out. He entered the ring. Lesnar beats the shit out of him again. This time he put him in a Kamor lock. Nasty looking camora lock. Lesnar starts yelling, you want to fight me? You want to fight me? Then tell me, fight me, fight me, fight me. Cody's screaming in pain slamming on the mat, writhing in pain. Lesnar releases the hold. He stands up. He smiles. Lesnar then stomped on his forearm, picked up his cowboy hat, and left the ring. Wow, such riveting storytelling here, folks. Such riveting storytelling, man. I think this one should be up for an Academy Award. It's so fucking great. Zero, zero, zero explanation. Not a single droplet, not a single inkling of an explanation. No, oh, but they, they don't need an explanation. I'm sorry. What shows do you watch where you get no explanation? I don't know. I don't know. Fucking Ridiculous. Cody looks like a fucking geek. I'm supposed to believe in superhero Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God! Cody is so valiant. Cody is so heroic. He's got balls of steel. He's got big grapefruits, pal. Goes out there. He already got fucking almost murdered in the opening of the show, yet goes out there and asks, basically, for Brock... This was basically Cody going out there asking Brock, hey, Brock, please kick my ass again. Hey, Brock, please, please destroy me again within within an inch of my life. That was Cody Rhodes tonight. I don't know who's looking at this thinking that Cody's valiant and Cody is trying to overcome adversity with heroics. I didn't ask for this. This is not the adversity that I asked for. This is all Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's booking this shit at a higher level. More like a fucking second grade level. There's no fucking explanation. Week after week after week after week, we've been subjected to fucking complete garbage as far as Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Nothing about this is interesting. The match in Puerto Rico fucking sucked. It went eight minutes, nine minutes. It was fucking disappointing as fuck for Cody Rhodes. Now they're going to do it again in Saudi Arabia. And what's going to be the outcome? Brock is either going to lose and then beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes and then demand another match at SummerSlam, or Cody is going to fucking lose, right? And he's going to claim that Brock unfairly beat him up, and he wants a one-on-one match under his specifications. Either way, Brock wins... Or Cody wins. We're getting a third match. I told you this from the get go. I knew Vince was going to do it. This is exactly where we're headed. You think this, you think this shit is going to end in Saudi Arabia? You got another thing fucking coming. If you think that this is it and then Cody's going to go challenge Roman Reigns for the fucking championship, you got another thing coming. This shit is going to last all the way up until Detroit. Who's Roman going to defend the title against at SummerSlam? Who the fuck do I know? At this point, doesn't even matter. Ever since WrestleMania, I said this on Friday, ever since WrestleMania, I am not someone that's going to come on here and fucking pretend that I'm right about everything. I'm right about most of the shit. I am. And you can't take that away from me. I mean, the fucking proof is in the pudding. I am right 98% of the time. I'm wrong on this, I'm wrong on that, I'm not perfect, nobody's perfect. But I will sit here, when I am wrong, I will tell you, every single week coming out of WrestleMania, WWE has done absolutely nothing to enhance Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is as cold as he's ever been in the WWE right now. I did not, and neither did you, Anticipate this for Cody Rhodes coming out of WrestleMania. Everything just feels like it should have just went completely different at the end of night two. It certainly feels a lot should have went down that did not. Go look at the ending of that match against Cody and Roman. Who was in the ring with Cody Rhodes? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are wrestling Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Solo was also there as well, interjecting himself in the match after being kicked out of ringside. That alone, that alone, did you need Roman to beat Cody to get the match that we're getting in Saudi? Every decision that has been made certainly feels like Cody should have beat Roman at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes certainly feels like it should be for the World Heavyweight Championship. Everything that you're seeing now feels like it should be for the world title. Brock Lesnar could not challenge Roman Reigns as long as he was champion for the world title. He would never get a championship match as long as Roman Reigns was the champion. That was the stipulation coming out of their match last year at SummerSlam. That rule has been upheld. Now, if Cody beat Lesnar, if Cody beat Roman, Lesnar would have had every reason to attack Cody Rhodes. Certainly looks like the way it should have been, right? Yet we get Cody and Lesnar with no explanation and no explanation as to why Lesnar is attacking Cody biweekly. weekly But it would have made sense if Cody beat Roman at WrestleMania, Right? Then Roman losing because of Sammy and KO. That would have been more than enough to give us the match we're getting on Saturday night with Roman and Solo against Sammy and KO. Does this match on Saturday night need the Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship? No, it does not. No, it does not. With Cody and, and Brock tied up in their feud, Roman and And the Usos would have lost everything at WrestleMania, and Roman would have blamed the Usos for the downfall of the bloodline, and it would have made a lot more sense if he had no championships at Night of Champions, and then opted to wrestle for the tag team titles to prove to a point that the Usos were to blame for everything. You lost those titles, I'm going to show you that I'm going to win it back, and then I'm going to go get Cody. And when I get my championships back, the ones that you lost, I'm going to take back my championship from Cody and I'm going to show you how I do it in the bloodline. It just makes as if everything that we got at WrestleMania, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. Every single fucking week that passes, I have sat here and exclaimed to you guys, That Cody needed adversity. There are reasons why I didn't think he should have won the championship. But if you gave me an outlook on what we were going to get after WrestleMania and you presented me what we're getting now. And I had a choice between what we're getting now and Cody beating Roman at WrestleMania. I would have 10 out of 10 taking Cody beating Roman at WrestleMania. Now we're stuck. Now we're stuck. Now we're stuck with Roman and the World Championships, more than likely till WrestleMania next year. Now we're stuck with Lesnar and Cody till SummerSlam, and we're stuck with zero fucking passion in anything that's going on, and we're getting rehash and rehash and rehash with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Bloodline. Maybe Cody should have beat Roman at WrestleMania. More and more and more, I'm starting to think that I should take back what I said. Because WWE television is suffering big time because of that one decision. Alpha Academy. Tag team match against the Viking Raiders. Five minutes. Can someone please tell me why Maxine Dupree is out there as now the valet for Alpha Academy and there's no Maximum Male Models in sight. She's not recruiting Otis for the Maximum Male Models. She's not recruiting Gable for the Maximum Male Models. There's nothing as far as Maxine making fun of Chad Gable. They were all like one big happy family tonight. Where did Maxine Dupree, where did Maxine Dupree leave the Maximum Male Models? Where? Where? Did it happen on main event? Did it happen on raw talk? Did it happen on fucking the bump where this wasn't shown on Monday night? This wasn't explained on Monday night. I don't know. Otis and Gable went in five minutes. Gable hot tagged Otis in after being beaten down by the Viking Raiders. Otis went on the attack. He did the caterpillar on Eric. Gable tagged back in, went after Ivar, did a back suplex attempt. Eric blocked it, tagged in, caught Gable with a knee lift. Maxine and Valhalla on the outside. They were exchanging words. Valhalla chased Maxine away. Gable then recovered and escaped a double-team move from the Viking Raiders, then rolled up Eric for the win. After the match was over, they all celebrated in the aisleway. Can someone please tell me where this pairing was? all of a sudden, came about. Logic gap after logic gap after logic gap. Now the Alpha Academy are faces. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Another match that meant jack shit on Monday night. Saxton stood outside Cody's locker room. Adam Pierce stormed past him. Cody pushed Pierce out of the way and said, there's nothing to talk about. Get out of here. Cody yelled and slammed the door. Shinsuke Nakamura. He went one-on-one with Finn Balor. This went went 12 minutes. It's probably the best wrestling match on the entire night. This match also meant nothing. The winner of this match, what happens to them? There's a winner and a loser, and then there's no follow-up. So Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura. Balor took control after Priest line Nakamura behind the referee's back. Nakamura started to fight back. And he hit a uh, sliding German suplex. He started to taunt Damian Priest. He set up for a kinshasa, but Balor dropped him with a double foot stomp. Nakamura avoided a coup de grace, and he followed with a kick to the head. Priest pulled Ballard out of the ring, so Nakamura attacked Priest and clotheslined him into the timekeeper's area. Nakamura had his back turned. Ballard drop-kicked him into the barricade, rolls him back in the ring, hits the coup de grace. One, two, three, and that was it. So much for Nakamura getting the superstar push on Monday Night Raw. He's already losing matches. Great. They showed a vignette of Indus Share, narrated by Jinder Mahal. He says that they debuted on next week's, he says they debut on next week's Raw. Indus Share debuts next week on Raw, but we saw them last week. Indus Share debuts on Raw. Is that what he said? But they debuted last week. They beat two jobbers. Or is Jinder Mahal re-debuting on Monday Night Raw? Which is it? Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. One on one with Sonia Deville. Two minutes. Wow, man, I'm supposed to care about the women's tag team title match, right? (laughs) Women's tag team title match. Two minutes. Raquel wins with the Tejana bomb. Two minutes. Afterwards, Chelsea Green attacked Rodriguez. Green ran out for the save. Or not Green, uh, Shotzi. Shotzi ran out for the save. And I guess she'll be teaming with... Raquel next week for the tag team titles. Shotzi dove under Rodriguez's legs with a tope and tackled both Deville and Green out to the floor. That looked pretty cool. And that was it. So, Rodriguez and Shotzi are in the fatal four-way match next week to determine the new women's tag team champions. Great. Shayna and Ronda will be winning the tag team titles next week. A referee said, nobody can talk to Cody. He's hurting really badly. Trish Stratus approached Adam Pierce and said, Becky is a little feisty tonight, so it might be a good idea to have a no-touch policy in effect tonight. Meanwhile, all anybody wanted to, t- wanted to do was touch Trish Stratus, especially with what she was wearing. Pierce says there's a lot going on tonight, and he's not sure if there's a need for that clause, so no. We got a... Shotzi is a SmackDown star. See, I didn't even know that. Shotzi Blackheart is a SmackDown star. Thank you for calling that out, chat. Shotzi was drafted to SmackDown, but she's out there running out. On Monday Night Raw, what is she doing there? What is she doing on Monday Night Raw? Did anybody explain why she was there? Can't use, oh, I'm here to help Raquel. That's why I'm on Monday Night Raw. It's got to be a reason. Got to be. Somebody should be documenting this for me. I'm going to need some bookkeepers on what's going on here. How many times has WWE already broken their rules of the draft since coming out of the draft three weeks ago? Somebody let me know. They aired a vignette on Matt Riddle. Don't know why. Why does Matt Riddle need a vignette? He's over. Said the biggest mistake you can make in life is fearing you'll make one. Oh, you've made plenty there, bro. You made plenty. Footage aired of Riddle working out and hitting some big moves and matches, clips that he was showing off, hitting some big moves. He said it's time, and no one should underestimate him. I don't know. Where's this video package for, uh, I don't know. How about Bronson Reed or J.D. McDonough or Zoe Stark? Becky Lynch made her way out to the ring. Oh, joy, oh, joy. Becky Lynch sat at the contract table and kicked her feet up as if she was lounging around at home on the couch. And she called Trish Stratus out. Trish made her way out to the ring. Trish said this is her first ever contract signing and it's a big deal. She said she wants to enjoy it. Too bad. Nobody else enjoyed it. She Graves, where they were. Oh, Hershey liked the chocolate. Trish said Becky has had so many contract signings, she said it all is because of the work she did to single-handedly change women's wrestling. She asked what happens when she beats her at Night of Champion. She left off the S. Trish Stratus doesn't even know the name of the fucking show she's wrestling on, yet I'm supposed to believe Trish Stratus cutting a heel promo against Becky Lynch for Night of Champion Great. She asked if Becky will go to a deep, dark place and disappear to deal with her stuff again. Oh really? Are we now making inside references to Becky being? My She said she is her own worst enemy. She said she'll sign the contract. She told fans she doesn't need them to tell her what to do. She said it's ironic that this is her first contract signing and it'll be Becky's last contract signing. She shoved it in Becky's face. So Becky Lynch, you're scared, aren't you, Trish? She said she saw Trish X for the no-touch rule earlier. She said she's also scared that history will forget her. I wish I could, I I wish I could forget this fucking promo. Never mind, forget Trish Stratus. She said the fans remember her as being better than she is, but she's even better than she thinks she is. She said she doesn't need to worry about why she was gone, but rather concern herself with the fact that she's back. She thanked Trish for being everything she hopes she never becomes your vapid. I'm passion, she said. You're trashy. I'm soul, heart, and fashion. You're cold. I'm hot. I'm it. You're not. She said she can stab people in the back, whereas she'll punch her in the face every single time. She says that's why she can look herself in the mirror. She said she isn't perfect, but she can carry on regardless. She said she's had a career that Trish could only dream of. She said if barking like a dog... Is embarrassing. Just wait until I whip your ass at Night of Champions. Welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof woof. Trish then got angry, kicked over the table in front of Becky, and left the ring.
2: My little habits. This
0: promo was fucking awful. Awful. Woof, woof, woof. Let me at him! Let me at him, Scoob! The fuck are we doing? What are we doing? This was a Vince McMahon promo. Becky comes out wearing the fucking obnoxious outfit, the obnoxious goggles, and she's cutting a promo as if she's big-time Bex. We moved away from that. The first thing Triple H did with Becky Lynch was make her a baby face again and get rid of the fucking ridiculous persona that she was leading on. Now, all of a sudden, the the glasses are back, the outlandish outfits are back, big time Bex is back, the nauseating promos are back. I mean, holy fucking shit. If you don't think that Vince is in charge, open your fucking eyes. This is the most important women's program in the entire company. That in itself is a fucking problem. Nobody has a problem with that. Think about this. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus is the most important women's storyline in all of WWE right now. Meanwhile, Rhea Ripley, who's the most popular women's wrestler, is getting Natalya at Night of Champions. How does that make any sense? Why is there such a fucking discrepancy between both of these matches? I don't know who acts for Trish Stratus on TV. Who? She can't cut a promo. She's not believable in anything she does. She's not a believable heel. She sucks as a heel. Only thing that people want to see is Trish and her fucking cleavage every single week. That's all they give a fuck about. That's all I see on social media. You think Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar is going to fucking go to SummerSlam? This is also going to bleed into SummerSlam. You think this is going to be a one and done at Night of Champions? They have nobody else to feud with Becky Lynch. Nobody. Rhea Ripley is going to hold that title for a very long time. There's no reason, absolutely no reason to take that title off of Rhea Ripley. What you're going to get is WWE needing Becky to be in something important, and they can't give her a championship match because it would be too soon for Rhea to lose that championship. So they're going to drag this shit out for another pay-per-view and then SummerSlam, and it's going to be three matches where we have to sit and watch this garbage every single week. I don't know. I don't know. You got Becky and Trish out there cutting promos as if they're fucking walking into the performance center for the first time and they don't know what to fucking do and they're standing in front of the camera and they're fucking nothing but rookies. They're coming off more like amateurs than they are professionals here. Yet I get people, oh, this is good, oh, this was great, oh, Becky sounded great, oh, Trish is great. No, it ain't. It's fucking shit. Complete dog shit. This was a dumpster fire of a segment, and nobody cares about this feud. What does it matter if Trish beats Becky, if Becky beats Trish? What does it matter? It matters to no one. It matters nothing. The reason why Trish is still on TV is because of Vince McMahon. The reason why Trish was at WrestleMania, the reason why Lita was at WrestleMania was because of Vince McMahon. No, but Triple H is riding the show. Triple H needs Trish Raddus on Monday Night Raw. He needs Trish. Sure thing. Sure thing. Woof, woof. Adam Pearce was on the phone. Who is he talking to? I don't fucking know. He's talking about Cody Rhodes. Is he talking to Triple H or is he talking to Vince? Who is it? Says Cody keeps getting rid of any medical personnel who's trying to help him. He says that's why he's calling him, whoever it was on the phone. Maybe it was Triple H because we've seen Triple H at the end of the show. Maybe. Maybe it was Triple H. Saxton, backstage, asked Shotzi what motivated her to come to Rodriguez's aid earlier. She said she has a ton of respect for her. Rodriguez said she appears to have found her tag team partner. And Shotzi howled. Oh! ho, howl. How. Lame. Is that a reason to show up on Monday Night Raw while you're a SmackDown talent? Did we get that explanation? Shotzi. Dominic Mysterio. He went one-on-one with Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Apollo loser. Don't know why we called Apollo up. It's right back to being the same loser he was before he went back down to NXT. Don't really understand why Apollo's losing to Dominic, but here we are. Cruz ducked to 619. He yanked Dominic from the ring from the outside, Ripley got in his face, and this distraction allowed Dom to yank Cruz into the steel steps on the outside. Dominic distracted the referee while Ripley shoved Cruz into the ring post. Dom was ready to take the count out win, but Cruz just barely beat the 10 count. Soon as Cruz slid into the ring, Dominic hit a frog splash right across Cruz's back for the one, two, three. Apollo lose Would not be shocked if we see Apollo do Commander Aziz again. Seth Rollins finishing his sit-down interview. This show sucks. I don't believe I got to sit here and talk about this shit for another two hours. I really don't. The final segment, the final installment of the sit-down interview with Corey Graves and Seth Rollins. Seth said, it is time for change. Absolutely, it's time for a fucking change. Let's get Vince out of there. Says he always felt like he was pegged to be the guy. It makes him work harder to take the spot. He said, this is his first love. He said, since he was four years old, this is all he ever thought of. He says it's given him a life beyond his wildest dreams and he wants it to be the best it can be. This is our moment to do something special. I'm going on all in. I'm going all in on this World Heavyweight Championship. I'm giving it everything I've got. I want to create something that is legendary, something that will live forever. I'm the change you've been waiting for. I want to be somebody that the future can look to and say, that's the guy, that's how to carry things forward. What is he running for, fucking president? Holy shit. Does AJ even stand the chance? No. You know, you could could make this sound all good and you could wrap this up into a big presidential-like campaign. The fact of the matter is, what AJ and Seth are fighting for, is second place. And that's all it will be, no matter what Rollins does with the title. It will be second place. Main event. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle versus Gunther Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. Ladies! Ladies and gentlemen. This match went 15 minutes. Easily the longest match of the entire night. What does it matter? What does it matter? Imperium lose another match. That's what it matters. Imperium. Gunther. Gunther. Worked over Riddle. They neutralized him in their corner. He could not make the tag. Riddle finally gave Gunther a German suplex. Tagged in Owens. He attacked Vinci. Hit a senton. German suplex. Cannonball. Goes for cover. Gets a two count. Kaiser and Vinci double teamed Owens. Owens is in trouble. Owens being beaten down. Heels are getting some heat on him. Owen starts to fight back. He gave Vinci a frog splash. Made the tag to Sami Zayn with Kaiser with the clotheslines. Back body drop and Amichi Noku driver for a cover. Only gets a two count. Gunther made a blind tag. He chopped the shit out of Sami Zayn. Zayn gave Gunther a blue thunder bomb, which he executed pretty easily, mind you. Imperium broke up the cover. Owens gave Vinci a stutter while Zayn shucked Kaiser from the ring. Gunther put Zayn in a sleeper, but Riddle broke it up with a floating bro. Vinci tagged in, but Zayn gave him an exploder in the corner. Gunther held Zayn by the leg as he set up to a kick. So Owens super kicked him and Riddle shucked him over the announce table. Vinci gave Zayn a clothesline, but Zayn came right back with a halluva kick. Owens tagged in, hit the on bomb for the one, two, three. Imperium are losers once again. After the match, Zayn looked into the camera and informed Roman Reigns that the tag team titles are staying with them. Match meant nothing. It's basically a six-man tag because they had nothing else better to do to end Monday Night Raw tonight. The final segment of the show, someone knocked on Cody's locker room door. Cody yelled. He didn't want any help. In walks the man with three H's, Triple H. He pushed Cody that he needs medical attention. Cody insisted he was fine. Triple H says he can look at his arm and tell it's broken. And he knows Cody knows that it's broken. Said, nobody is questioning how tough he is and no one thinks he's afraid. Cody stood and took offense to the word afraid being used by Triple H. Triple H said he's afraid that the doctor won't clear him if he checks him out. Cody then said, my legs are working fine. Triple H said, he let him go to the ring with a torn pec. I saw it. You went to the ring with a torn pec and there's no question how tough you are. He told him to think about the year he spent on the shelf after that, a year out, a year of his career finished. Cody says what is far worse is that he comes back to Monday Night Raw as a complete shadow of himself, and he didn't go to Night of Champions and fight. Cody told Triple H he would have fought. You would have did the same thing. I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar. He sat down. He started putting shit in his gym bag, Triple H sat next to him, patted him on his leg and his shoulder, and said, all right. He walks out of the room, and that's the way the show goes off the air. Cody will wrestle Brock Lesnar at Night of Champions. Or like Trish Radice says, Night of Champion. Brock Lesnar's not missing Night of Champions, and neither, neither is Cody Rhodes. The match will happen. If Brock Lesnar wins, or if Cody Rhodes wins... Brock Lesnar loses, Cody Rhodes loses. This match is getting a third and final match. What they did tonight was set up a third and final match. Mark my words. I would be floored if this was the end of this feud. If Night of Champions was the end of the feud. All they want to do is create doubt that Cody is going to lose. That's all they did. Now with the broken arm... And his injury, you know, that told the story of Cody wanting to be valiant and wanting to be heroic. He's going to go and he's either going to beat Brock Lesnar and we're going to get a third match. He's either going to lose and we're going to get a third match. We're going to get a third match. Because if he beats Brock with one arm, Brock is going to beat the shit out of him even more so. And if he loses, he's going to cry that Brock Lesnar unfairly beat him up and he wasn't at full strength and he's going to get a third match. But this is Vince McMahon's grand plan. He's not in the weeds anymore. He's booking at a higher level. And this is Vince booking at a higher level. And what this is, is killing the mystique and ruining Cody Rhodes and his pursuit of a world championship. That's what it's doing. This show was fucking absolutely dreadful. This was the drizzling shits of Monday Night Raw. How you could sit there and accept what they gave you tonight I don't even want to know you. I don't want to know you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you on my fucking channel. I don't want you on my Twitter. I don't want you following me. I don't want you subscribing. I don't want nothing to do with you. Nothing. Get the fuck out. We deserve better. I deserve better. You deserve better. I expect better. This company is operating on an I don't give a fuck level right now. Show is complete drizzling shits, complete garbage. That is your Monday Night Raw review. Thank you guys for tuning into the show tonight. If you got something of any value out of this, please hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Follow me on Twitter, at J.D. from NY206. That is Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go check out all the other content on the channel. On the homepage, you'll find tons of it. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Tonight's show is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Code script twenty at checkout, guys. Father's Day's coming up. I don't know what you're doing for your father on Father's Day, but I hope it's something good. Friends, family, and loved ones. I bet you have not even begin to thought. I don't think you guys have been thinking about Father's Day, but you should. Are you thinking about a gift? Don't worry. Manscapes has got you covered, man. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are here. I'm talking about Manscaped. They're saving the day. They're saving Father's Day once again with the total package for your father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Eight million men have tried it, so why not? Manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping code script 20 at checkout make sure you hit them up we got the father's day mvp the the performance package 4.0 starting off we got the lawnmower 4.0 it's their mvp trimmer brand new weed whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver that's their bowl deodorant their crop reviver it's their bull toner Performance box of briefs and a travel bag, which is my favorite thing in the entire package, by the way. To hold all this great stuff. And we can't forget about the moneymaker. Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro kit for Father's Day. Telling you, man, the best razor that I've used, period. That Beard Hedger Pro. Unbelievable. Included is the Beard Hedger trimmer, beard shampoo. Conditioner, beard oil, beard balm, and two free gifts with their signature beard comb and scissors. So you can go with the Performance Package 4.0 or the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. We all know the dads love their comfort. If his grooming routine is already dialed, make sure to hook him up with Manscaped's boxers. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. Whether he's mowing the lawn or taking out the trash, golfing in the sun, these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. 20% off, free shipping, code script 20 at checkout, manscaped.com. Make this Father's Day one. He won't forget with Manscaped. Anyway, guys, let's get into the Super Chats. Peter Gaymore with a two twenty, Omas baby. Peter, nobody cares about Omas. Nobody cares about Omas, brother. John Ten with a new membership. John, what the fuck you drinking, John Ten? Michael Bertoni. Well, they $5 super chat. What's worse? A Vince McMahon run WWE or Activision ruining Call of Duty over the years and after what happened today? Bro, Activision are just like WWE, bro. Slimy, disgusting politicians, nothing but suit and ties who don't give a fuck about their customer base. I'm not even buying the new fucking Call of Duty this year, man. Modern Warfare 3 or whatever the fuck it's called. I ain't buying that shit. Fuck them absolutely disgusting behavior DX tricksters with a 23 months I'm going to money in the bank in July I'm super excited but shows like this make me want to start regretting it good thing that PLEs are usually better than TV I don't know man nothing in WWE's clicking right now nothing Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. Disgusted with Raw. Enough said. I'm glad I'll cleanse this with Final Fantasy XIV. New patch. Dark throne tomorrow morning. Anything, anything is better than Raw. Easy with a four months. Thank you, brother. Four months in the venue. Love to see it. Hey, JD stop me if you heard this one. Cody got to fight with a messed up arm. I guess that's the adversity he got to go through. Shaking my head. OTS for life. I didn't ask for this type of adversity. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. VKM making Cody into Cena 2.0. Bad move. Yeah. Lunar Guardian with nine months. Thank you, brother. Nine months in the best community in the IWC. Cheers. Chris Leon with 11 months. Raw and the Lakers just reek of red skies. Sorry to Lakers fans out there, man. Shane Brown with five months. Just wanted to give you a shout-out, JD. Haven't been able to watch the streams live lately, but just want you to know my appreciation is there. Hope all is well. Fire emoji. Thank you, Shane, and thank you for five months, man. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Never was a fan of Trish Stratus. I always found her highly overrated. She's even more intolerable now, especially when she's cutting a cringe promo. with a 21 months. I unsubscribed from Peacock for a month. And Vince keeps proving I'm not missing much with each terrible show. Just watching you JD is enough for me. Thank you, Edward. Appreciate that, bro. C Nile with a $50 super chat. Thank you C Nile for your generosity tonight, man. We know we're in deep when red skies is on loop and mean Marky D is the most entertaining thing on Mondays. Keep up the entertainment. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Tay Tay, the savior with a 499. As soon as Trish and Becky came out, I immediately turned off the show. And also, when the hell are we gonna get a stipulation for Cody and Brock? At SummerSlam. That's when you're getting a stipulation. New Bendy comic dubs. Nine months. Thank you, uh, comic. JD just is JD showing us the definition of never let them know your next move with that intro. Dana Brooke should be on PH, not OTS. Fire Jesse and fire Dana. I'm not going to repeat what PH is, but uh, I think you guys get the gist of what uh, New Bendy is saying here. Doughboy games with one month. Raw sucked again. Should I even go to it when it comes to Baltimore or save my money and go to an Orioles game or Ravens later on? Bro, if you go to Raw over a Baltimore Orioles game, I'm going to personally fucking drive to Baltimore and kick your ass. Go to the Orioles. You'll have a lot more fun at fucking Camden Yards than fucking Monday Night Raw. Trust me. Jim Cornette with a one ninety nine. Vince is trying to kill off YouTubers booking this. I don't know what the fuck he's killing off, but he's killing off his fucking audience. I'll tell you that. The cake with twenty two months. I can feel that golden mic. I I will finish my story. Hey Jesse. Give me a strawberry ale with extra ice. And I know you saw that picture of Mandy and Paige Van Zandt. Yes, I did. Two lovely ladies. Eric Newton with five months. Or $5 Super Chat. Uh, Cake, thank you for the 22 months, brother. Uh, $5 Super Chat by Eric Newton. AW5 Forever comes out June 29th. I can't wait and I'm going with MJF. The cake with the $2 super chat. That's adversity. Also, BTE is a must-see. Armando with a two-months. This was a horrible raw. I agree with you, JD, about Cody. Vince is screwing everything up. It's horrible. Everything is horrible. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Vince needs to be admitted into a nursing home. ASAP. OTS for life. Yes. D-apostrophe with a 9.99. There shouldn't be a single match on Night of Champions. That's not a title match, in my opinion. And the U.S. title not being represented on the card feels like a slap in the face. Probably kept it off the show for political reasons. JDC Biggins with a 9.00. months. Today was BS. Trish is so cringe. So was Ali, and hee-hee, Rodriguez, Saturday's gonna blow, we'll bet money, Autopilot Pro Wrestling sucks, how was your day, lol. My day sucked. Because I had to sit through this fucking show. But you guys make it a lot better. Um... Gene Drick in the chat. If you continue to spam, I'm going to get the fuck out, I'm going to get you the fuck out of you, bro. I'm going to kick you the fuck out of you. Stop spamming my fucking chat. Nobody wants to tell you what's up. Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. Crowd worse than Jacksonville, Florida. They were about the same. Sleep Gang with a $5 super chat. Honestly, wouldn't mind JD reviewing AEW exclusively considering how awful WWE has been post-mania. Bro, I would be giving up 75% of my revenue, bro. Never gonna happen. Well, then, stop fucking spamming. A bad seed called Sash with nine months. Hey, JD, just a reminder Shotzi is part of SmackDown and she was on Raw tonight. Thanks. Awesomeville with a 199 Can I get a to the
2: move?
0: What's with the echo in this fucking place? Really? Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $3 Superjet. Raw sucks. Thank God for AEW. The apostrophe. Hey, at least we get red skies on repeat when the show sucks. And AEW fight forever June 29th. Yes. Can't wait. Awesomeville with a $4.99. Thank you, brother. Also, thank you for being here. Ever since Vince McMahon forced his way back into WWE, Tay with a four ninety nine. Where are Caden Carter and Katana Chance? And can you do a Ronda? Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Cody is going to take so many beatings that eventually he will lose his mind and turn back into Stardust. Vince McMahon is already planning it. Macho Maniac with a $2 super chat. Smiley Apollo will partner with Smiley Raquel. Hee hee hee. The Bastard 97 with a 499. JD, I quit watching WWE because it's been terrible and I can't stand Kevin Patrick. So I thank you for doing what you do. You truly are the real ace. Thank you, bastard. The cake with the two dollar super chat. Look at the presentation last night. Night and day. Knife forty five with a five fifty super chat. Hey JD, love the show. Do you think crowds would turn against Cody like they did in AEW if they continue to book him like this? I hope so. I I, I genuinely hope so. I Matt Fugitive with a five dollar super chat. Seems like someone's trying to burn it all down. Do we know if there was some sort of clause in the sale where someone gets money if WWE fails? Bro, he's been trying to burn it down for years. It was never about a sale of the company. Pause with a 499. Would not mind Cody and Gunther at WrestleMania 40. Also, Seth's promo was the best part of the show. Sharmari. Five dollar Super Chat. Appreciate the work you put in every week. If you don't hear it enough, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Shamari. Reggie Smith with 20 months in the venue. Red Skies is playing in my head. I don't know anymore, man. Joseph Gonzalez with the two months. Our only hope for WWE to improve is for Endeavor to watch the show themselves and demand better. If not, the complacency will continue. They don't fucking care. Endeavor is the last fucking group of people that will care. Reggie Smith with 20 months. Thank you, brother. 2 months for Joseph. Thank you. Basic 2 months. I can't wait until AEW gets a streaming deal. WWE's complete garbage. I stopped watching when Vince started lurking in Gorilla. Well, he was certainly there tonight. And Clone Force with a 499. Vince needs to retire. That old man is out of touch. Fire Vince. I'm going to get HBO Max soon, since AEW will be streaming pay-per-view on there. OTS for life. Thank you, Clone Force guys. I uh, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight. A little bit more of a of a negative vibe on this show, but that's what we get when. Vince watches Monday Night Raw, man, and books Monday Night Raw and is there. Thank you guys for everything, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. You'll see me in the sub boxes tomorrow. I'm sure I'll have some more news for you guys. We're getting ready. The weekend is gonna be a busy one man. We're gonna be here all week. It's Memorial Day weekend. You know what that means We'll be back in the beer garden Some of you don't even know about the beer garden Yeah, the beer gardens coming back this Memorial Day weekend man should be great Go check out all the other content on the channel hit that thumbs up we need 15 likes for 1,000. I know there's 15 of you geeks in here that haven't hit the thumbs up, man. I would appreciate it if you do. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And like I said, next time you see me, we'll be in the sub boxes tomorrow, and I'll be live with Jesse on Wednesday. AEW Dynamite's go-home show. For double or nothing. Thank you guys very much. Let me see those ace emojis in the chat. And you guys know when that guitar solo comes on, man, I want that music turned up all the way to Max. I'll see you guys on Wednesday live back in the venue right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.